Hey everybody, welcome back to Explain Like I'm 5, the podcast where we take the questions you always wanted to ask and talk about them in a way that's easy to understand. We are your hosts, I'm Tim. Hey everyone, I'm Kevin. Kevin, have you done one of these antibody tests for COVID-19? No, no, I haven't yet. I was looking into it. Uh, It's a very different type of test, but it's also very important. Well, it brings about an interesting question, which is the topic for today. What are antibodies? That's a good question, Tim. So antibodies, uh, also called immunoglobulins, are actually uh, large Y-shaped proteins that can stick to the surface of bacteria and viruses. They are found in the blood or other bodily fluids of vertebrates, and antibodies are the key element in the adaptive immune system. So how does it work then when an infected cell, say, enters the body? You know, the antibody basically works by recognizing a unique part of that foreign target called an antigen. And each tip of the Y of an antibody contains a structure, kind of like a lock, that fits into one particular key-like structure on an antigen. This is how the two structures bind together. And using this binding mechanism, an antibody can tag a microbe or an infected cell for attack by other parts of the immune system, or it can directly neutralize its target. Well, that sounds like an important distinction. What is the difference between a binding and a neutralizing antibody? Mm, Yes, very important distinction. So the quick answer is that a binding antibody is actually any antibody that can attach to an antigen, like for example, the coronavirus spike protein. A neutralizing antibody, however, is a subset of the binding antibodies where that attachment ends up blocking the molecule from doing something, for example, infecting a cell. Uh, some antibodies bind antigens, but because of the way they, that they bind, they don't work at actually stopping the infection. Interesting. So can an antibody work against multiple types of antigens or just a single one? You know, each antibody is different. They are all designed to attack only one kind of antigen. Uh, in practice, this means a virus or bacteria. But for, and for instance, an antibody designed to destroy smallpox is unable to hit the bubonic plague or the common cold. However, though, the general structure of all antibodies is very similar. That small region at the tip of the protein is extremely variable. This allows millions of antibodies with different tip structures to exist, and each of these variants can bind to a different antigen. Uh, You know, this enormous diversity of antibodies allows the immune system to recognize an equally wide variety of antigens. So let's say I get a blood transfusion from someone who has survived a disease. Uh, Does that mean that I now have the same antibodies and I'm immune to that disease? You know, it's called passive immunity and it has been studied and used for a while now. Uh, I don't believe it's used that often unless it's a pretty dire situation. (laughs) So usually when you do a blood transfusion, right, the plasma, you know, the part of the blood that actually contains antibodies are separated from the red blood cells. So the packed red blood cells that gets transfused actually has very little usable antibodies. And if you're transfusing plasma, then yes, you can acquire passive immunity. However, that passive immunity does not last forever. Uh, You may temporarily become immune to a certain disease, but once those antibodies are gone, you're actually no longer immune. So it would be helpful for you to explain the difference between the innate immune system and the the passive, uh, you know, the, the passive immunity and Mm -hmm. the adaptive immune system, which we've been talking about around antibodies. Right, right, yes, there is another distinction here. So the adaptive immune system uh, recognizes a pathogen and sets to work attacking it. 
uh, mostly of a special kind of cell. It gets turned into like a plasma cell when activated, which does nothing but crank out more antibodies. And a small number of the B cells will instead turn into memory B cells, which can stick around and wait to see the antigen in the future, thus making you immune. You know, when they do that, they divide and make a whole bunch of plasma cells protecting your body. That makes sense. Uh, so the, the B cells are the ones that keep making more of those antibodies. What are the T cells then? Mm-hmm. T cells are also another major player in the, you know, the cell-mediated adaptive response. So while B cells serve the main role in the humoral or antibody response, uh, these T cells are what actually stick to the foreign pathogen and try to inject chemicals to destroy it. The B cells produce antibodies that lodge onto the pathogen, which helps the T cells stick onto and kill them. Got it. So returning to that dire situation where you said a blood transfusion, uh, or rather plasma transfusion, isn't ideal, um, but you know we are in a dire situation with the case of COVID nineteen. So it is being considered. Is that right? Yes. So since we don't have much time, uh, you know, vaccines which we talked about in a previous episode take twelve to eighteen months to create. It is one of the ways the doctors are attempting to treat COVID. 19 with right now. They are taking blood donations from people who recover from COVID-19. And from that blood, they will isolate the plasma, which is part of the blood that again contains the antibodies, uh, in a process called uh, covalescent plasma therapy. Their antibodies will be transferred to others to protect them against getting infected or to strengthen the immune systems of those who are sick already. So a final question on antibodies sort of related to getting antibodies from someone else. If a baby gets antibodies from his or her mother's milk, then why do they get infected? Or why are they then um, still susceptible to diseases like uh, chickenpox and other things that the mother has actually gone through in life? Mm-hmm. That's a good question. Um, you know, the mo- the baby gets the mother's antibodies, but that doesn't give the baby the ability to make their own. Uh, once the breastfeeding stops, the supply of antibodies is cut off, you could think of it that way. So usually only about six months. Uh, and there is actually a great clip from the TV series House, where he explains this dramatically to a mother who is considering not letting her kid get any vaccinations. You go try to find it on YouTube or something. Did you learn something new today? If you did, send us a tweet or send us an email. Uh, We'd love to hear from you if you have suggestions on future episodes. Thank you, as always, to the wonderful community at r slash explain like I'm five on Reddit. We will see you all next week.